fearless fundraisers. I'm Don Lego, and it is time again to buckle up for a new episode of Raise Nation, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like you to continue making impact in our communities and building better tomorrows, exchanging ideas. So whether you're a trailblazer or seasoned pro, you'll pick up the trends that transform your fundraising. Together, we'll dive into lively conversations and chat with industry-leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore those hot-button issues and innovative ideas. So stay with us for the next 30 minutes while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. So let's get going. I am very excited about um, so many different things about our our, uh, guest today, Um, Amy from the Eliza Hope Foundation. Um, You know, this is a a mission and mission message that's near and dear to my heart, as many of you out there may, may know already, but um, I'm looking forward to getting uh, Amy's perspective on what she does to impact communities, especially with the audience that um, is the most vulnerable. So Amy, welcome to Raise Nation. Thank you so much for being here. Should well, we talk mission so and, and everything that you do? Why don't you start with introducing yourself? I understand that you're the president and founder of the Eliza Hope Foundation. So um, that's just, you know, title only. Let's get to know the real you. Why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? All right. Hi, Um, my name is Amy Darby and I live in Virginia Beach, with my husband and our three dogs, which is crazy to say. Um, And I started the Eliza Hope Foundation in 2016, 17, the end of 2016, the beginning of 2017. Um, My daughter, Eliza, was born in 2012, and she was born with um, intractable epilepsy, and later on, she was diagnosed with autism. And in 2016, when she was four and a half, she passed away in her sleep from complications to um, epilepsy. So um, obviously she was our only child and it was extremely tragic. Obviously losing a child is the worst thing that anybody can can go through. Um, And we only had one child and we only have one child. So I knew that I wanted... I needed to do something to keep her memory alive. We didn't have other children that would be able to, you know, talk about her when me and my husband were gone. And so I really felt strongly. I felt this real pull almost immediately after um, to, to do something for the community that was, that we were a part of when Eliza was here. Oh God. I don't even know what to say. Maybe just a moment of silence for Eliza. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully her um, legacy and her memory and lives on maybe just in a different way, yeah. um, which isn't painless in any way, right? It's painful, mm-hmm. but um, it's amazing that you can turn that into something. Um, so I applaud that, your strength, your courage, your bravery, and... Um, the fact that you said that you have one child just mm-hmm. means so much. So, okay. Tra- think, tragedy hits. And- yeah. And I think in many ways, um, starting this foundation really saved me. Um, <sighs> yeah. I, I had 
I had a full-time job in military sales and, um, but I, I needed something to pour into that like had more meaning for me. And mm-hmm. so honestly, it was a few days after she passed away and I was sitting at my friend's house and it was sort of like, that's where we sort of set up base and people would come visit. And I said, I really want to start a foundation. And so, you know, when, somebody passes away, people never know what to do. So people were like, let us start a GoFundMe page or one of these. And I was like, well, I don't really have, I mean, we have the funeral taken care of. There's not really anything to raise, to, to give money to. And then I was like, well, we could start and raise money to start a foundation to like, I I started putting all of these pieces together on like, okay, well we could have like seed money to start something because honestly, when Eliza was diagnosed with epilepsy and autism, it's really difficult. It's a difficult diagnosis. You really don't know what you're doing. And I just felt that people needed, needed help navigating that world when they were first had a child diagnosed. So my friend set up this page and we ended up raising like 60 or $70,000 right off the bat because I mean, a child passed away. Everybody wants to give something. So that was really our seed money. I put it in an account and my cousin is a judge and an attorney and he helped me, you know, do the 501c3. And by February of 2017, we were, the Eliza Hope Foundation was officially a 501c3. So, you know, our mission at the Eliza Hope Foundation is to provide really everything a child needs when they get a diagnosis from therapies to extracurricular things to, um, a, and preschool program. So we wanted to have everything. I, what I wanted was to have everything a child needs in one place so that you don't have to go driving all over town with your child, which is what I had to do. We had to get physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy, all of these different therapies. There's no daycare for children with special needs. There's no real preschool program in our area outside of like the public school has a little program. Um, So I really wanted to incorporate all the things that I used and needed and put them all in one space. So we raised money, we did fundraisers. And again, I was so, it was so early in the grieving process. I just sort of did it. I didn't even, there was, there was not that fear that maybe would happen in other situations because the worst thing had already happened to me. So failing was not even, I was like, okay, if I fail, I fail. So I think that that really is what catapulted me to be able to honestly do it, have not the fear that maybe somebody else might have and just like go for it. So we ended up raising money. We had a gala, we had a race, all like the normal things that people do in nonprofit. And we just had this community of people that really like surrounded us and, and wanted this for not only for Eliza's memory, but for all of the, the children in our area that need it. So by 2018 in June, we opened the Eliza Hope Therapy Center and that is where I am right now. And we offer. Speech. Wait, 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 wait. Dial back. You, you, you start. 
you're, you incorporate, you were a 501c3 in 2017 and you opened up a therapy center by 2018. Yes. One, that's one year. Am, yeah. am I doing the math wrong? Am I, that's one year. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, that is, I think, I, I don't think people realize, you know, there's a poem out there living in Holland. Yes. It's my and favorite. I think, yeah, I think it speaks to, um, you know, it, it, for all our listeners out there, if you haven't read the poem, well, whether you're raising um, a child with special needs, you know, or not, it's it's a heartwarming poem. And I don't think that um, our communities, give me your take on this, Amy, but I don't know that our communities truly understand um, how how the world forever changes when you're raising um a child with special needs. It's, it's yeah. just, a, it's, it's a different world, it's you know, simple world. things like, you know, having people over it, yeah. or, or going to pick up milk or, um, you know, um, you know, going to a, a party, you know, who's staying right. home, who's going, are we cohesive Absolutely. as a family? Are we separate, you know, on top of, you know, the cost. And now another element that I hadn't thought of is just the running around, yeah. you know, here, there, and everywhere for, you know, you, you go to the ends of the mountains to help your child, but it's hard to go to the ends of so many mountains. Absolutely. So is that kind of the mission of Eliza Hope, this third center that come to one place and, yep. and get it all and be part yep. of a community. Tell us a little exactly. bit more about the therapy center. Well, it, so we opened in June of 2018 and we, Eliza's, all of Eliza's therapists that worked with her during her, you know, four years all came alongside and came and were are a part of this center still. And so I get to see them every day, walk around, helping, working with other kids and knowing that I loved all of them so much because they loved my child. They helped her so much. And now I feel so confident when parents come in and say, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I know what I I've got this. I've got this for you because I've, we've vetted out all of these people. We know that they're great. We, you know, because the scary thing is, is you get this piece of paper and it's like from our neurologist and our neurologist was great. And he said, okay, here we go. Your child has autism and intractable epilepsy. You're going to need to get these things. And there's no playbook, right? There's, there's absolutely there's no a, playbook. What? There's the internet, which is even right. or more frightening, right? But there's exactly. absolutely no playbook and tr right. you don't have time for trial and error, really. Right. Exactly. And I, I joined like all of the Facebook groups and that, but sometimes I found that they were a little depressing and sad and sort of woe is me, which is fine. I get it. The, you need a place to do that. But I really wanted this to be a place where we could show the joy in everything that these children do and just show that it's not over, even though a lot of us think that it is at that moment of diagnosis. It's like, wait, this isn't my plan. This is yeah. my plan. Living in Holland, right? It's, it's, in a, Holland. Yeah. it's like the literally the most accurate poem, 
piece of writing I've seen because it's yes. so true. We have all these expectations in life, all of us in, in not even just having children, but just in life, we have expectations. And when they're not met, it's really sad. But then when you also- Because you're grieving have, that too. Exactly. And then you have your child who also has all of these difficulties. It's, it's even harder. So the amount of- parents, moms and dads, grandparents who have come and just sat at my desk and cried and said, we don't know what to do. And I look at them and I literally can say from my heart, I understand. Yeah. We are going to help you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's it right there. We're going to help you. That's all you want to hear. Of course. You want to hear that someone has got your back. But that's major to run a therapy center. You have you know, building expenses and utilities and salaries to pay. And, and you're, you left your day job. You're not a professional fundraiser. Is that, is that right? That is correct. We did just, we are lucky that we were just a few months ago, able to hire an actual professional fundraiser. So she is, we have now myself and Um, our director of operations of the center. And now we have someone who fundraises, but I'll be honest, she was like shocked that we had gotten as far as we had gotten with not having any, I mean, I didn't know how to steward, (laughs) I put in (laughs) steward a donor because I didn't know what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Why? Yeah. Why would would you? Yeah. So, um, wow. So how did you do it? How how did you amass, you know, such um, great support and fundraising um, in such short order? I think it it was Eliza. It was her little sweet face that everybody um, connected with. It was the story. I'm going to be honest. It was definitely the story was for a lot of people, the reason that they wanted to give because they really... um, they really connected to the fact that, you know, she looked just like a typical child. We just looked like a typical family. You probably just seeing us, you might not have known that Eliza really had anything wrong with her. Oh, there was nothing wrong with her. She was perfect. (laughs) Right. But the, you know, she, that she had seizures all day or that she, that she couldn't talk. She was nonverbal, mostly nonverbal. Um, so I think people connected to the fact that, that, oh gosh, we didn't know that. And now we do. And now we want to help. And then when they would, we would, social media was definitely a huge help with just getting people to know about the cause and know about, because when I, before I had Eliza, autism was just a thing to me. It wasn't something that I really um, knew knew much about. And I was pretty ignorant in it as well. And looking back, I'm like, oh gosh, I probably said some dumb thing to somebody before about autism because I didn't know. And so I wanted to be the person to say, you know, now it's one in 45 kids are diagnosed with autism. And that prevalence rate is, has increased significantly. It was one in 54 and now it's one in 45. Is that, is that nationwide? Yeah, that's yes. And that's mm-hmm. just like a few months ago that new, um, that Ugh. new came out. So it's a tough increase. I mean, that's it is significant. A tough increase. Yeah, it is. And you know what? It, it's just that 
we're all going to walk around every day and we're going to see somebody who's been touched by autism in some way. And just knowing, I want people to know that it's hard, but I also want people to know that these kids are so amazing. I can't, it like makes me cry every time. It's okay. I I agree. I'm with you. 100%. how crying with you (laughs) i can't tell you how special these kids are and how they my life yeah and how i can't even imagine how i could have gotten this far with without having these kids every day being able to see them and know how much more they're doing each day because of this place. And I can't take any credit for that. I take, I, that's all like these amazing therapists that work here and these parents that want so much good for their child and they want the best for their child and people who come in and do this work every single day. And it's not because they have a child that passed away. It's because they want to help these kids and they teach the, the kids teach us so much okay. more, right? Like, like I, I think individuals with special needs learn differently yeah. and that's okay. Cause we have selfless therapists who are willing to give of themselves, yeah. um, probably not even deserving of the salaries right. and compensations that, that right. they, that they should get for what they do. Um, but, um, teaching differently is okay. Right. Because Absolutely. what, what this population of students teaches us mm-hmm. about, you know, acceptance and, and no judgment. And gosh, we have to eradicate some of the stigma, don't we? Oh my goodness. I mean, Eliza would go up. So, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, they don't make eye contact kids with autism or they don't want to touch or that. Sure. There are some kids that don't, but Eliza would, when you met with one person with autism, you've met one person with autism, (laughs) right? Yeah. And Eliza would hug anybody. She would smile at anybody. There was one day we were at Home Depot and we're walking through the Home Depot aisles, me and my husband and Eliza. And Eliza walks up to one of the ladies in the little orange aprons, says Home Depot, and just says, hi, and hugs her. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know if you want her to hug you. And she was like, thank you so much. I really needed that today. Oh, that's so sweet. So, you know, it, it's just, there's always, everybody has all these preconceived, what they think autism looks like, but I will tell you that I know in our community, people now know they, they understand it a little bit better. They, they get down, you know, crouch down and we'll talk to a kiddo with, with autism that they probably wouldn't have done that three years ago. So it's been, you're you're turning, you're turning awareness into action in your communities. So now we need to do that nationwide. Big shout out to the associates at Home Depot who um, took the time to Absolutely. You know, they brought her an yeah. orange apron with her name on. <laughs> oh, so cute! <laughs> That's so cute. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about your fundraising because yeah. you know, little birdie told me that you've had some really successful events. You've paired an event with some amazing auction items. Yeah. You've partnered with 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 Go Charity, who yeah. provides um, zero risk auction items to help you catapult. I mean, sure, you can go out there and gather these themselves. You you chose to take maybe, you know, a different path. 
tell me about all of that, because I mean, I just I still am trying to get over the fact that 2017 to 2018 (laughs) was all it took for you to have a therapy center up and running and thriving. That is amazing. So I know some 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 donations and fundraising has to be behind that. And for for our fearless fundraisers out there that are listening, you know, I'm sure they're inspired by the story. We know we know storytelling in order to fundraise. you, You need to go there. Right. You need to go to storytelling social, you know, media, you spoke about that, of course, right? Today, it's this all about the social donor. But how did you accomplish greatness, you know, between your auction items, your partnership with Go Charity, you know, softwares that it's, tell me about that mix so that our fundraisers could to could model after you? Absolutely. Absolutely. So our first fundraiser was a couple months after Eliza died. And so it was just me and some friends and we put together this sort of like blah event. We got all of the nice adjective. Yeah. <laughs> all of these, like we had gone out and got all the fundraising items, all the auction items. And I will tell you, I was like, I can never do that again. That was- <laughs> exhausting. It was confused. I, we had paper that people write on. We had 200 clipboards. I was like, this is how many clipboards. (laughs) So I still have hundreds of clipboards in this center. I'm like, I don't think this is how it's done, (laughs) but (laughs) this is not how it's done. That's (laughs) brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So then um, we decided we we had a race, which was great. But I I knew pretty quickly that a, a dinner gala type of event was going to be where we were going to bring in the most money. So somebody told us about Go Charity, and um, Go Charity recommended one cause, which was nice that that he had that for us. So we work with Darren. He's amazing. Hey, Darren, if you're listening in, he is amazing. So if you need, you know, if you need to trust somebody, there's so many zero risk opportunities out there that might not be trustworthy, but Darren's not one of them. He's in the trustworthy column. And I'm just going to shout out for this. That guy knows what people want. And I thought in my, I'm like, how's he going to know? He doesn't even know who's good. And he did. He knew what people would want to bid on. And I was really so pleasantly surprised that, that he was so in touch with donors and what they want and what they're, you know, what, what they're going to want to bid on. And it was amazing. It really has been amazing because it's been um, three, we've done three events with him now. Mm -hmm. Each year we've done more. Annual. So you don't do three in one year. You do, that's an annual event. And you've used, you've used Go Charity the whole time. Yep. Yep. And, and also you had um, one cost. One cost software. Okay. Yep. Yep. So good combination. Is that the trifecta there? (laughs) Great combination. Yep. Um, We used the first year, I think we used a different software company, but, um, but then Darren was like, no, this, the, and I, okay, Darren, (laughs) I, I I try, that's what it, it's all about relationships in sales, in all of this. It's really about relationships. And I have this relationship now with Darren. He knows what our, what we're, why we're doing this. He's been to our center. He knows us now. And it's very personal for him. So it's personal for him because he wants us. He wants people to raise their paddles. He wants people to bid on all of these items. The, in, in no way do I ever think, 
oh gosh, he's probably doing that because, because I know why he's doing it. He's doing it because he believes in what we're doing and he wants for us to be successful. And to wow. me, that's the, that's the kind of partnerships that are the, the most amazing. And so I think that every year I've learned a little bit more about, you know, how to do this, how to, to raise money at these events. And the COVID, what COVID was tough because yeah. we had to cancel our event. It literally, our event was scheduled for March 12th and everything locked down like March 9th. So it was, no. it was lit. I mean, we were like, do we have it? Do we have it? I don't know. And that was a huge chunk of, of, you know, our revenue for, for 2019. Yeah. And so 2020, did, 2020. 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we did do an online, Darren had us do an online, which we did great. It wasn't like an in-person, but that was okay. Um, we've just, we've really are, are, we've got it down. I mean, we've already, we, and we had our event in October, the end of October, and we already have our new event date for next year. We just started, planning it right after that we oh, gave roll it from back. one right into yeah. the other because yeah. it's all fresh it's going to be in person are you going back it's to in person be, or are you staying virtual no we we did in person this year so it was great oh, good yeah mm -hmm. and then we're gonna yeah in person is the way to go right now for us okay so, yeah it's um you know we did all the gimmicky kind of things that you know sometimes they work sometimes they don't but i think the the best thing for us is just the auction, the silent auction. They really bring people in. They're like, oh, I wonder what's going to be at the Hope Shines Gala this year. Oh, I wonder what we're going to bid on. We had one girl who won a trip last year. She called us from the trip and said, oh my God. are you going to have a trip at this year's event? And she bid on the trip this year and won. I mean, it was like, this is crazy. And, oh, and it's not she, crazy. She you do, you're doing idea. really good. You you got yeah. a good mix of. We do. Good people. Right. Sure. And yeah. 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 And I know you don't want to like put all your eggs in one basket and think like, oh, the gala is the only way we're going to bring in money because after COVID, it was like, okay, we have to definitely have other ways to raise money. And that's why we have a professional fundraiser now. Yeah. But, but the gala, I mean, it doesn't, it's not even just the fundraising. It's about getting our mission and our, and our story out there to people that might not, you know, we have a lot of people that bring, you know, they'll buy a table and then they'll bring employees or whatever. And then they, you know, it's just everybody learning about it and wanting to give to something that they can see some results that they can see a child in swim lessons because they gave a hundred dollars um, or a child going to camp that they usually wouldn't have been able to or participating in our hope stars soccer 
like all of these things that just are readily available for a typical child that aren't readily available for our kiddos. And I wanted to have a child, a family be able to wake up in the morning on a Saturday and put a jersey on and have their kiddo play soccer or basketball. I wanted them to be able, we live at the beach, we're in Virginia Beach. I wanted them to have swim lessons that were specifically tailored for a child with autism, that it wasn't just, you know, somebody training, teaching a child like they would teach a typical child. I wanted it to be specific to them because they deserve that. They deserve to learn how they best learn. And that's just, those are all the things. So when people hear that, when people, when we speak and when we have somebody at the gala who a parent talk about their, you know, what they've gone through and how the Eliza Hope Foundation has helped, people are like throwing money. They're like, literally, we had a guy come up to me and say, I brought $1,700 cash tonight. And I said, I wasn't leaving with any of it. And he just like gave me money. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Well, we can help you out with that, sir. (laughs) Exactly. And then having all the the best thing is when you, the people are raising their paddles and then you have like Darren's team and one cause and they're all on the side and they're watching and they're writing and they're typing into their iPads, like everybody who, and they're like, slow down. They're like looking at us, like, tell them to slow down. (laughs) So many people giving. And I'm like, this. well, that's a good problem to have, right? That's a good problem to have. It really is. So So do you have a success story for me as far as, um, your impact. I mean, it seems like you do so many things. So aside from being a therapy center where you're able to do the speech and the occupation and the physical and, and, and the behavioral, right. The ABA therapy and everything that goes into it, but then you also have, you know, extracurricular record, you know, recreation. And uh, I mean, your programming is amazing. What's one success story? What's one child without mentioning names or, you know, anything to protect privacy? What, what's a story that comes to mind that, that you've helped um, a child or family? We'd love to hear that. Yeah, for sure. Gosh, there are so many, but um, okay. I I have two, one's real short and another one is kind of short. So (laughs) we started Hope Stars soccer and we had a few, it's the the age is three and up. So literally you can be any age and the older ones help the younger. And it's just, it's worked out really well because we've done it two years in a row now. So we had a group of older boys, all with an autism diagnosis, different levels, um, but they really became friends. And they're the three moms and the three boys, they were every time they would see each other every Saturday morning, they would get together and they would like high five each other. And the moms would talk and they, you know, they met because all of them go to different schools. They met there on the sideline, on the field. And so they were excited to have each other to talk to. But then these boys were excited. And one of the boys, his name's Steven, said to his mom, mom, I can't believe I finally found kids just like me. And she, oh, oh my mic drop. Yeah, mic drop. So the very last day Um, of soccer, we had our like medal ceremony and I gave out all the medals to all the kids, which is literally like my favorite thing to do because they get so excited. And 
So one of the boys and all of the boys, they weren't very, they didn't like, I would go up and talk to them and they would, they, I mean, they were like 12 year old boys. So we, we all know what 12 year old boys are like. They were like, that. they weren't like trying to chat with me, but they acknowledged. No, they're, yeah. No typical 12 year old boy is trying to chat with you either. No, yeah, exactly. You were so, an acknowledgement. <laughs> exactly. So um, I gave all the medals and I'm standing there. I think I'm giving the last medal and one of the boys in the little group of three looks at me and goes, like raises his hand and I go, yeah. And he goes, can we come up there? And I was like, come, yeah, sure. And I'm like, literally get, getting, I can feel my like jaw getting tight. Cause I'm like, I'm going to start crying. And him and the two other boys walk up and they were like, thank you, hope stars. And they put their hands together like this and they went one, two, three, hope stars. And like, here, and I was like, unscripted, what? unscripted. I was like, did somebody get that on camera? <laughs> Please, somebody, do we have a photographer, <laughs> videographer, somebody I got that. Oh I'm my God, like, I wish I was, was there the for that. special thing to me because they, again, 12 year old boys, like they're not trying to get emotional or be anything other than 12 year old boys. Yeah. And the fact that they made friends, they said hope stars, they wore their jersey every Saturday. It was probably that, I'm going to just leave it at that. That was- wow. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I, I just love that. So yeah. what, so what could, um, what does the foundation mean most? Of course, donations, right. But you know, um, what, what, what else, you know, what, what are the other opportunities to get involved and, and, and forgiving aside from just the monetary? Yeah. We always, always love to have volunteers. That's always great. Um, I, my dream is to have hope stars like all over the country where that hope stars is like the sports league for kids on the spectrum, any level, any age. And, you know, with our hope stars, the way we started, we involved physical therapy, speech and OT so that there are kids that are nonverbal that can come and our speech therapist is there and has cue cards and all the little cards and like just to wow. therapeutic as well as fun. And so the, the parents don't have to chase their kids around. So you're not putting a square peg in a round hole. You're not absolutely. saying, okay, this is typical s- soccer and we're going to, you know, try to get um, this population of kiddos to conform, you've actually taken soccer and said, okay, you know what? We're going to flip it on its head and meet the needs of these kiddos so that their experience is optimized. Right. And so you're putting square pegs into square holes. That's amazing. So for all of you people out there that want to get involved or you're hearing this story. So hope stars national. Yeah, the concept. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> yeah, let let's get that um let's get that message and that word out. Oh my gosh, I can talk to you for hours. I, know. I, I, I know. this is this is so wonderful. Well, how do we find? I, I think we only have to, a little bit more time. Um, okay. How do we find you? Of course, your website, social. Okay. I think you mentioned, yes. but well, you know what? Let's dial back. Well, who okay. do we want to shout out? So um, I would. I mean, okay. no disrespect to your your new uh, FTE 
CE, who's, you know, a fundraising (laughs) professional, but I think I need to officially coin you a fundraiser because (laughs) you might have been close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have two fundraisers, but who else are we shouting out? Anybody come to mind, a volunteer, Um, anybody on your team? Who who do you want to give a big shout out to? Shelly, our, our, um, Shelly, she's my ride or die. She's been with me since day one. She knew Eliza really well. And she was the, one of the first people I was like, gee, would you do this with me? And she was like, yep, I will do this so wow, Shelly, we want to applaud you for yeah. rising to the occasion and to the opportunity. So thanks, Shelly. The therapists that just like took a chance on like leaving their comfortable. Ugh, I know. I think about that. Ouch. Yeah. And like did this with me. It's amazing that, yeah. they, that they, you know, took a chance and, and it's, it's been really You're doing a lot of things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how do we find you? Tell, okay, give so us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our website. And then the Eliza Hope Foundation on Instagram, Facebook, and you can come to Virginia Beach and you can see us too and come take a tour of our center anytime. Virginia um, Beach, doors yeah. wide open anytime. Wide open anytime. Yep, definitely. Well, I think we're going to have to check in again with you, um, if you don't mind, because we certainly want to hear if you can do if you can do such amazing things from 2017 to 2018. (laughs) I don't know. I can't imagine when we check in with you again, what that's going to look like. So you've been so inspiring. Oh, thank you. One cause and and go charity for really like supporting us and helping us with these galas because they're huge. They're huge events and they're it's a lot of work. And the day of is like I am like running around like, wait, what am I supposed to be doing? And (laughs) the fact that we can feel confident that they're, you know, checking people in and doing all those things has is hugely helpful. And I'm not sure how nonprofits did galas before. (laughs) <laughs> platforms were well that's why we exist that's why one goes exactly. is here we exactly. want to we want to help further missions not get people into 200 clipboards right exactly. so, 200 clipboards <laughs> oh my goodness well it's been such yes. a pleasure um i wish we had more time but we're going to invite you back for oh, for an encore it. performance a fearless fundraisers that's about all we have time for today thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed today's raise nation topic and your daily dose of fundraising inspiration tune in for a new episode release every thursday that's thursdays at 12 30 p.m eastern standard time but in the meantime be sure to listen to all the episodes on raise nation radio and follow on the channel that you like the most we're on demand at onecause.com google podcasts apple music and of course spotify fundraisers are doing amazing things to build better tomorrows for our communities The stories, as you just heard, are awe-inspiring. You don't want to miss a single episode. I would like to thank our sponsor, One Cause, for making this episode possible. One Cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use software solutions that help nonprofits connect with their donors. So be sure to check them out at onecause.com and visit the resource tab on their homepage for a broad catalog of eBooks, blogs, success stories that you will surely find helpful. a huge shout out to Amy from the Eliza Hope Foundation. A huge shout out to Shelly and Eliza uh, for the inspiration. I really appreciate Amy, you sharing your very expert fundraising and authentic voice. Thank you for so much yeah. for being with us today. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. 
Oh, I'm glad to have you. Um, and uh, thank you so much to our audience. We love that you listen in. That it, for today, that is a wrap. Until next time, I'm Dawn Lego, and this is Raise Nation Radio. Stay fearless out there. <laughs> <laughs>